Well, good morning, church. I'm so, I'm so excited because uh, this morning we begin a new journey together. Today is our kickoff Sunday for our churchwide campaign, and it's called Just Walk Across the Room. Now, it's a, it's a four-week campaign, and um, I'm going to just walk across the room here to pick up my book that I left on the coffee table. And um, this four-week campaign will include reading a book. And you're very lucky today, because if you're here today, you get a free book. So make sure you get one on your way out today, okay? It's just a very short book, but part of the four-week campaign is that we read the book together, all right? And of course, you come on Sundays and you hear the sermons that will be preached as we talk about the book, as we share about it, and most importantly, we want you to be involved in a small group. We have many small groups. I think there's a list in your bulletin of 16 or 17 small groups that meet every single day of the week. So you have your options, you have your choice. Some meet in people's homes, some meet here at the Croc Center, but take a look in your bulletin and and uh, it's, it's really an important part of getting engaged and getting and becoming a part of this church-wide campaign. So for the next four weeks, if you can do that, we would appreciate that. And so I would, I would encourage and challenge every one of you to get actively engaged in the campaign. And even if you're just visiting, even if you're just visiting, you can still get involved. You're still welcome to join us. You can still have a book today. Take it with you and read it. You can still listen to our sermons we have uh, on our podcasts. And if you want to start your own small group wherever we're at, you're welcome to do that as well. But just walk across the room. Some of you may be wondering what that is and what it entails. Well, we're going to discover more about that in the next several weeks as our campaign unfolds. But just walk across the room is simply, is simply this. And I can put it in very simple terms, and hopefully you can understand it. Just walk across the room is this. It's believers. It's followers of Jesus Christ. It's you and me finding opportunities with the help and with the nudging of the Holy Spirit in our hearts and in our lives. Finding opportunities to share the good news of Jesus Christ with those who don't know him. That's all it is. It's very simple. That's what we're called to do as believers, as followers of Jesus Christ, as a disciple of his. Imagine if you had an audience with Jesus and you were able to ask him one question. What would you ask him? Now Jesus was once asked by a man, and this is found in Mark chapter 12, and he says, of all the commandments, Jesus... Which is the most important? And Jesus answered, the most important one. And you can see it in your Bibles. You can see it on the big screen. Jesus said the most important one is this. The most important commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. And then the second is like this. We are to love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. That really sums it all up, doesn't it? Just love God 
and love others. Very simple. What more could you ask for? So I could spend a whole lot of time talking about loving God, but this morning I want to talk about loving others, the second greatest commandment. What does loving others mean? What does loving others mean? Well, it means more than just being nice to them. It means more than just being kind to people. It means more than just forgiving them if they've wronged you. Loving others means so much more than that. Loving others means that we care about people. Not just in the here and now, by taking care of their needs, or being nice and friendly to them, but we care about their eternal destiny. If we're really loving others, we care about their eternal destiny. We care about their relationship with the Lord. I think about my children, Micaiah and Gabby. I love them. I take, try to take care of them as much as I can. Even when my wife is away and my bachelor, I can still take care of my kids. They're not going hungry. We go to Jack in the Box every other meal, but... <laughs> But I love them and I take care of them. But deep down in my heart, and more importantly, I'm concerned about their eternal destiny. So I make sure, and I've made sure, that I've told them that there's a God who loves them. That Jesus Christ died on the cross for them. And so they've accepted Jesus into their heart. Now their relationship with him may not be perfect because none of us, our relationships are perfect, but they know Jesus because I've told them that, because I love them and I care about them. So when you love others, it means that you care about them and you care about their eternal destiny. Loving others means that we care enough to tell them about Jesus, about his marvelous love and his endless mercy and forgiveness, about his saving grace. And in a nutshell, and in a nutshell that's what evangelism is. You know, today we're going to be talking about the E word, all right? Not the F word, right? No, we can't say the F word in church. We shouldn't say F word anywhere. But we're talking about the E word today. And the E word is evangelism. And that's what loving others is all about. It's evangelism. It's spreading the gospel. It's spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. It's telling others about Jesus Now, speaking of evangelism, recent surveys show that only 10%, only one out of 10 people of any Christian church congregation would raise their hands if they were asked who has the gift of evangelism or who does anything, any evangelizing on a regular basis. Just 10%. You think about that. Just one out of ten people. Which means that there are quite a number of believers sitting around you each Sunday who don't do a whole lot when it comes to pointing those outside of the faith to God. Now I'm not saying this to criticize anyone or to condemn anyone, but I'm saying this to to challenge each of you, to challenge myself as well, to step up, to be the man or the woman that, that God has called us to be. To help people know God. 
to point people to God. That's what evangelism is all about. And Just Walk Across the Room, our campaign, is a campaign designed to raise the awareness and the value of evangelism for all of you, for everyone in our church. And this means that at at the end of our campaign in four or five weeks, as you attend the Sunday services and hear the sermons, as you read the book, as you attend small group ministries throughout the week, then I guarantee you that you'll have a better and a fresher understanding and appreciation of what evangelism really means. And you'll get some practical tips as well and lots of encouragement on how to get it done. You know, recently I, I, I read a blog by a man named Tom Rayner, who's a church growth and a church health expert. And listen to what he says. It's very interesting as he talked about the church as a whole. He says this, By almost any metric, the churches in our nation are much less evangelistic today than they were in the recent past. In my own denomination, we are reaching non-Christians only half as effectively as we were 50 years ago. He says the trend is disturbing. We certainly see the pattern in the, in the New Testament in the early church in Acts chapter 2, verse 47, where it says, Every day the Lord added to them those who were being saved. In too many of our churches today, the congregations are reaching no one, no one for Christ in the course of an entire year. And so Rainer, Tom Rayner introduced or conducted an, uns- an unscientific but a fairly accurate Twitter poll to see what church leaders and what church members thought of this trend. And the specific question he asked as he tweeted this out was, why do you think, why do you think many churches aren't as evangelistic as they once were? And he received hundreds of responses. And I want to share with you some of them this morning. Here are the top 15 responses he received. And they're, all, and they're listed in the order of frequency. And I'll have it up, on, up here on the big screen. 15 of the responses to the question, why do you think many churches aren't as evangelistic as they once were? Number one, the most frequent response, Christians have no sense of urgency to reach lost people. Number two, many Christians and church members do not befriend and spend time with lost persons. Number three, many Christians and church members are lazy and apathetic. And number four, we are more known for what we are against than what we are for. Number five, our churches have an ineffective evangelistic strategy of you come rather than we go. In other words, he says, you guys just come here to us instead of let's go out there. And then number six, many church members think that evangelism is the role of the pastor and paid staff. It's all of our jobs. And then number seven, church membership today is more about getting my needs met rather than reaching the lost. And number eight, church members are in a retreat mode as culture becomes more worldly and unbiblical. And number nine, many church members don't really believe 
that Christ is the only way of salvation. And number 10, our churches are no longer houses of prayer equipped to reach the lost. Number 11, churches have lost their focus on making disciples who will thus be equipped and motivated to reach the lost. Number 12, Christians do not want to share the truth of the gospel for fear they will offend others. Political correctness is too commonplace, even among Christians. 13, most churches have unregenerate members who themselves have not received Christ. And number 14, some churches have theological systems that do not encourage evangelism. And number 15, our churches have too many activities. They are too busy to do the things that don't really matter. Wow. There's a lot of truth in those responses, right? It's very sobering. Let me ask you a question. Do you, do you see yourself? Do you see yourself in some of these responses? I do. I see myself. Do you see our church in some of these responses? I have to admit, yes. Yes. Now I'm going to say this again. I'm not pointing these things out in order to criticize anyone or to condemn anyone or to disparage or to pass judgment on our church. But I'm saying this in order to to challenge each of you individually and to challenge our church as a whole to step up, to step up, to be all that God wants us to be, all that he desires us to be, to be people who are not ashamed of the gospel, to be people who, with the help of the Holy Spirit, we're not afraid of sharing the good news of Jesus Christ with whomever we come in contact with. That's the kind of people we need to be. And this is what we're going to be focusing on in the next several weeks. It's all about loving God and loving others. It's about loving God and loving others enough to share the best news and the greatest gift ever given with those who are lost, with those living in a broken and hurting world. But it takes all of us individually to do our part that's what evangelism is it's not some big grand scale standing on a large platform and preaching to millions of people that has its place but evangelism for you and for me is simply living our lives on a daily basis encountering whomever we may encounter during the course of our everyday life. And with the nudging of the Holy Spirit, He creates opportunities for us to listen to someone, for us to hear someone's story, for us to share a little bit of ourselves, and then for us to share the hope and the good news of Jesus Christ that's impacted my life And he can impact your life. Evangelism 
It's about being in tune with the Holy Spirit and responding to his nudgings in whatever situations you find yourself. Because you never know who you will encounter on any given day. Maybe, maybe it's the coach of your kid's soccer team. Or maybe it's one of the other parents of the other kids. Or maybe it's the guy in the shop who, who works on your car. Or maybe it's that kid in school who no one ever talks to. As you're open to the Lord's leading in your own heart and life, God will provide the opportunity. It's about friendship. It's about connecting with people. Well, here's the point. If you care about people, then you've already taken the first step toward pointing people to faith. You see, evangelism is about first caring for people, caring about their journeys, caring about their families, caring about their interests, caring about their needs. It's about caring for people. Evangelism is also about taking a step of faith, stepping out of your comfort zone to engage with someone, perhaps even to become a little bit vulnerable yourself. It takes a step of faith, of moving out of the area that you're most comfortable with. It means maybe leaving your group of friends here and walking across the room to that person who's just there all by themselves. It takes faith. It takes courage to step out. But you know full well that you're not doing it alone. That God the Holy Spirit is with you and that he will equip you for the task. Remember last week Major Debbie talked about fear. And many of us are afraid to step out and get out of our comfort zone. But we've been reassured as we are faithful to the Lord and obedient to him, his Holy Spirit comes alongside of us and we're not alone. And we say, I'm not adequate, I can't do it, I don't know what to say, I don't know what to do. Well, that's when we say, Lord, help me. And the Lord will equip you. He'll give you the right words to say. He'll provide the right situation. He'll provide the right opportunities. You know, shortly after his resurrection, Jesus gathered his disciples on a mountain in Galilee, and he gave them his final earthly instructions. We find this in the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew chapter 28. And we often refer to this as the Great Commission. The Great Commission. And this is what Jesus said to his followers and his disciples as he was about to leave the earth. And he said, therefore, my followers, my disciples, go. Go and make disciples of all nations. And that's the operative word. The operative word there is go. That's what evangelism is all about. It's going. It's just walking across that room. It's going out, out of your comfort zone. He says, therefore, go 
and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And then here's the promise of assurance. And surely I am with you always to the very end of this age. So as believers, as followers of Jesus Christ, we are called to evangelize. We are all called to be his witnesses to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. 